it finally got to a head like a week ago where he was basically trying to get me to solve his problems because every time he messes them, they were like, fuck that guy. Don't put this in. No. Uh, but, well, I'm not um, editing this. Fuck you. So. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm... I can't remember. <laughs> Al? And I'm Brett. And this is Fools of Tools, a podcast for the bantering Bueller. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Uh, Brett, how are you? Oh, I get to go first this week. Uh, I'm all right. You know, that's about it. Nice. Cool. Oh, Steve, yeah, what you been up to? Uh, <laughs> so I have been making uh, the rest of the progress on the tentacles in terms of the finishing and what needs to be done before actually delivering them and i like how they look say for anybody that hasn't actually seen the tentacles go and actually look at them because i don't think it's like unless you see them i don't think you quite understand the scale that we're talking because those things are fucking huge they're huge i just the other day i it would have been a big laugh if i had been filming i would have loved to have shared it but i definitely imagine the shape like a banana (laughs) al al knows what bananas are so if you were carrying a banana U-shaped with the fattest part facing down, whatever, you're carrying it like a U-shape. I was attempting to put it on a work table so that I could paint, and it rolled forward because the weight is distributed really weird because of the pipe and the solid pieces. Pipe. And because my, my body took over, or my brain took over and just said, don't drop it, I just did like a full lock. I just stopped moving and like locked onto it and the suckers completely dug into my forearm and that killed like crazy and then it had also been sitting in the sun so the longer I was holding it the more it was burning my hands so for about 30 seconds I just like horribly injured myself but no motion was actually happening which is I'm sure would have looked really fun from anybody observing from the outside anywho got through that did a bunch of the painting because of where they're going to be placed and the amount of weather and salt water being near them i am painting them just because it needs to happen so that they don't rust out and fail uh so i'm using this high temperature paint that i've used a few times before it's really great i love how they look i just got to do the final clear coats and then let those bake in the advantage i have of this ridiculous sunlight out here is the high temperature paint tells you on the directions if possible bake it in an oven at 125 celsius for like 30 minutes just to really set it in nice well in freedom degrees it doesn't quite get that hot outside but i'll tell you sitting them in the sun for four hours definitely bakes that shit on because it's impossible (laughs) to remove now um and that's been the most focused this week i did pick up a random piece of facebook marketplace furniture so that i can make a, a storage storage unit for my clothes i don't know it's a wardrobe but old antique piece of furniture that i'm just gonna honestly i don't really want to do anything filming wise or sharing i just want to build it and put it together and be able to put my clothing in it (laughs) so that's been the majority of my week is just working on those dealing with the fact that it's 130 in my workshop and uh sounds like the same update as last week that's it (laughs) nice yeah uh Sounds like, yeah, and to be fair, like, you don't have, like, not everything has to be content. Sometimes you can just be like, you know what? I just need to put my clothes away. I'm just going to make the fucking thing. 
Meh. Done. I um, made a little corner corner stool. Stool. A little corner. <laughs> Animals piece going to corner, Brett. <laughs> it's a little triangular uh, thing that's in my shower. I didn't film any of it. I didn't share any of it, but it stores a couple of towels, and you can sit on it if you just want to sit on it and let the shower kind of steam you out. Oh. I did nothing on that. I filmed nothing, and it was really <laughs> enjoyable. I think I might have mentioned something on my Patreon Instagram because I, I like showed that the shower was kind of done, yeah. and I remember it was Patrick Byrne messaged me and just goes, isn't it nice to just build stuff and not actually film it or not worry about the other <laughs> stuff? I'm like, yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, so I agree with you, Steve. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Al, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, at the weekend, it was my mother's little sister's 70th birthday. Uh, now, my mother is one of 11 children because <laughs> she's from an incredibly Catholic family from the mm. 1950s. Um, so if you imagine the young sister being 70 how many fucking people were at this party fucking hell <laughs> so like my mum's one of my mum's sisters is a great grandma yeah and so there's just kids everywhere of all you know i've got cousins who are older than my uncles i've got <laughs> people who i don't know what generation they are um there's a there's a, a tradition in that side of the family to for the fathers to name their sons the same name oh god so there's like four like, people with the same name of different generations i'm like i don't know who you are i haven't yeah. seen you for 25 years why why would you do that <laughs> just call everyone dave it's fine there's a, there are there's three daves <laughs> there's always um, three daves but it was a very um quaint little family gathering in a pub just nice yeah drinking pints of bitter and uh telling blue jokes with drunk uncles um <laughs> So it was nice to see that. Um, and then Monday was the last scout meeting of the year, basically. Cause oh, when really? The kids break, yeah, when the kids break up for some holidays, uh, you don't do scouts over the summer. So, okay, since cool. I, so since I started last year, this is the first yeah. time it's, I've, I've basically been not doing scouts, so it's the last one on Monday. So yeah. I decided, I took them bowling, took a bunch of fucking 10-year-olds to task on the bowling alley, which was great. Um, and... Now that that's over, I actually have time to myself <laughs> Yay! Um, in the weekends and the evenings. So for the first time in two years, um, I've started a YouTube video. Um, and it just feels great to be getting back into it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that the big the big table was basically the last um, yeah. actual video I put on my channel, mm-hmm. um, not including the, the kind of car vlog stuff. Um, so yeah, just getting back into being stupid, doing what i want yeah no consequences no rules no deadlines no like responsibility for want of a better <laughs> word but just just doing what i did it for in the first place which was just yeah. to have a laugh and be creative um nice. so getting back into that uh really excited for it should be out next week maybe next Ooh. thursday um is yeah. the theme of the video so keep your peepers peeled um Ooh, how mm-hmm. exciting awesome man that's yeah that's because i saw the post uh just before we um started doing this and i was going to ask about it but yeah that sounds fucking ace i'm excited for you and it's it is so nice to be able to do it and it not like there, there be no pressure on it it's just yep. like i'm just doing this because i enjoy it this is why 
um, which is something that I'm hoping to do a little bit more of myself in nice. the not too distant future. Um, Speaking yeah. of, what have you been up to in the not so distant past? <laughs> the, the recent past, I think. Uh, what have uh, you say it your way? I say it mine. <laughs> you say potato. I say ground squash. Um, squash. I don't know. It's been a long day. Uh, what have I been up to? So we um, we spent all of last week doing the last of the big cutlery project. Um, that was many a late night. We finished Friday at 10 p.m., um, which was awesome. Um, and Joe, bless him, was in the uh, the workshop on Saturday as well. I was supposed to go in and see him. Um, because, uh, I don't know if everyone is aware, but it was the Yandles, or sorry, as Joe says it, the Yandles, um, craft fair show thing. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, that was this weekend. Uh, and Simon Harmon, um, who's a friend, um, was, uh, I meant friend of like the, the podcast and everything as well. He's, he's such a nice dude. Um. But yeah, like a nice member of the community. Um, him and his daughter, uh, Mia, were coming down for that. And they bought fudge and gluten-free oh, cookies. Oh, yes. The, the fudge. Yes, yes. That fudge. That fudge. The fudge. fudge. Yeah. It was so fucking good. Um, so yeah, I was going to drop some into Joe in the workshop. But instead, I got to Yandel's just as it was closing. And Joe had already gone home. So... I had all the fudge instead. Well, actually, no. I took I took it to him on Monday, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to do that, and then on Sunday, I took my nephew to Sherborne Castle, where there was a lot of supercars, including some very super cars. You see what I did there? Is it good? Uh, including two two Lancia Deltas, uh, one oh. in one in full like rally. Livery, 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 uh, and one just red. Um, a bunch of other stuff. Some really, really nice cars. Constantly impressed with uh, Joel's knowledge on cars, and every time I'm like, "Dude, you know a lot about cars." He's like, "I play a lot of Forza." Nice, fair. Um, but also like his uh, photography as well. Like he's he's really got an eye for it. Um, so I quite like to see him do a bit more with that. Uh, but yeah, it was, really, it, was really, it was just nice being out in the sun, uh, hanging out with him. Uh, my brother and his daughter, Evie, came along as well. Um, and my, my brother and I uh, are like your atypical brothers. Like we just fight and hate each other. It's just two brothers. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, you know what I meant. Um, I meant typical, not atypical. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, we ended up um, having a really, really nice day together and hanging out and bought each other ice cream oh. and weren't a dick to each other. And it was just, it was really pleasant. Um, obviously, the back of my neck got sunburnt um, because, of course, it did. Uh, uh, yeah, I took lots and lots of photos of cars, which I have not edited any of them yet because I've not had time. Um, and yeah, then this week has just been back on it. Um, I think it might might be worth pointing out just for anyone that is not English or has learned, heard English people whinging for the past week. 
it is the hottest it has ever been on record in England. Yes. And the whole country is going to shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We cannot handle these kind of temperatures. Um, But it's it's that whole thing of like, it's not just the heat though, it's the fact that everything is wet and muggy. So it's just (laughs) fucking like, it's like a thousand percent humidity. Um, And at one point I opened the the kiln door because I was cooking pans today. Opened the kiln door around like 10 o'clock. Um, and just let the thermostat sit in the ambient like room temperature, and it was fifty one degrees C, which John D. Harvey pointed out is the temperature he uses to cook jerky in. Um, <laughs> nice. Which was like, ah, it's going to be jerky by the end of the day. Brilliant. Because um, you're a jerk. Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, but yeah, it has been hot as balls. Um, and hot as balls. Hot as balls. There we, there we go. Balls. I'm pretty sure I've still got that audio clip somewhere as well. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just been really hot. Uh, <laughs> sorry. He, he threw me. I was going to start talking about Ferris Bueller. And Go for it. Now I, I, well, I, I was actually going to throw it over to you because I think there, there may have been not just Brett that had that misconception that you thought that the movie was shit. And you don't, do you? I don't, dis- I don't dislike Ferris Bueller. The movie, I dislike Ferris Bueller the person. Yeah. And there was like a, a recurring theme of that is my childhood where you, you you watch things or you are supposed to be rooting for someone. And it's only when you look back and you think that person was a massive asshole. Yeah. And it's the, it's the same now if I try and watch Friends or anything like that. And I'm like, these people are fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> this show was about fucking narcissists and sociopaths. Like, why, did, why were they the protagonists of this show? Mm. And and the the people that were made fun of on Friends, and were always the butt of the jokes, were the nice yeah. people that came yeah. along, and were the wacky, you know, zany characters which were made fun of. And it's the same with Ferris Bueller. It's like, why was he the hero of this? I mean, yeah, I don't know if you have much people know about the film, but there was there was <laughs> there was even like a, a whole alternate ending where Ferris Bueller goes into space. What? And he, and he like yeah, so like they're, they're raising money for like save Ferris at the school or something, and something yeah, happens. Yeah. I think he like breaks into the shuttle launch or something and 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 stores away on the fucking and he goes into space and it's just like sums it up he's just like a massive dick yeah (laughs) he's horrible to his friends he's horrible to his girlfriend yeah it's like uh mike in stranger things like the the second two seasons he's just an asshole like and because what's uh, um lucas they're doing it with lucas yeah, in season four. If anybody's watched it, he's just a yeah. dick for no reason. Yeah, and his but, I mean, little it, sister. At least he has does kind of like need a, to be involved. His little sister's fucking hilarious though. But like, <laughs> at least he has like a redemption yeah. at the end of it. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it by now, then what are you doing with your life? Um, but even like with uh, Ready Player One, um, Wade is he's a shithead. He's yeah. like a oh, really massively. bad bad person and like i think that's why i quite like um uh hail mary which apparently according to ellen uh, she informed me today is uh is getting made into a movie and ryan goslin is playing the protagonist whose name i've forgotten that's not rocky it could be pretty decent maybe yeah question mark nice. yeah and apparently andy weir is like really heavily involved in everything and yeah i'm quite excited to see what happens oh i God. cannot i cannot wait to see rocky on did, film but did you guys ever see moon no the i movie it's moon been on my to watch sam rockwell 
Yeah, yeah. it's been on my to watch for ages. Okay, so these my top these movies three movies for that. There you go. <laughs> so these movies where you have multiple cast members, um, I feel like the main person being a dick is <laughs> hidden amongst that, or or maybe it was like nostalgia goggles. You know, back in the day, it was just mm. a fun romp that Ferris Bueller was doing. And since I've gotten older, I'm like, wow, he he really is a dickhead. He walks into that restaurant and just starts telling people he's important. Which, like, I don't care if you really were the Sausage King of Chicago. You're also being a dick. (laughs) But when you bring up something like Hail Mary, I get really intrigued by those um, lesser casts or even, like, singular Mm -hmm. cast movies like Moon where, yes, Sam Rockwell does end up dealing with multiple people. But that one, that story specifically that you got me to Audible and listen to, yeah, it's it's really good because even though there are other characters involved, the focus of it is going to be on this interaction between one person and one non-person. Yeah. And if they try and add any kind of dickishness <laughs> to if they're going to turn it into a movie, I think it's going to be really frustrating because I th- what I'm gauging by a lot of this media that I've been watching recently is it's just easy writing. And it may not even be the the quintessential yeah. dick character. It's some of the other characters are like you're in here to be a slapstick, like joke character. Like if you've watched season four, there is a stereotypical pothead that just makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Like he has yeah. absolutely no reason to be a part of this, other than I guess he has a vehicle. And then at one point he does a thing towards the end of the season that makes him useful, but not really. <clears throat> And eighties, yeah. yeah. And when you guys are, when we talk about the subject of of movies and film and media or whatever, I ingest it constantly. Right? We've talked about that before, and I'm always looking for the new thing. I will say that the the show that has me locked in right now is uh, the extraordinary attorney. Woo! God damn it, I can't remember it, but it's a Korean show and it's actually getting a lot of attention and praise right now because it has to do with an autistic main character and she's on the spectrum but that show is catching a lot of shit from the autistic community because i mean i can't fucking speak to how realistic or not it is because i don't have enough experience but everybody in korea is like this is actually doing really good things for korean culture's uh awareness of yeah, autistic people and then everyone else is like yeah but it's unrealistic because she's like super high functioning and it's like well house was a successful show <laughs> and he had yeah. asperger's and was a dick to wrap yeah. the back around that guy was an absolute asshole so because <clears throat> i so one of the things that annoys me as well though is when there's a character that's like he's written to be a dick but then has like some just fucking unnecessary redemption arc and or like <laughs> just like uh, yeah, he's a dick, but he's a good guy under it. Like, no, he's no, just no, a no. dick, thrown through. Just let him be. Like, there was a couple of moments in Peacemaker where you're just like, why, why, why are you making him be nice? Like, yeah. he's supposed to be over the. Like, I don't care about his sad backstory. <laughs> he's just a fucking maniac. Like, I leave it at that. And because um, what was the other one? Uh, so I was reading a, um, uh, not reading, listening to. Um, Basically, I ran out of Audible credits and needed something new to listen to. So I was checking out the, like, included with Audible um, thingies. 
and there was um, a trilogy called the Black Fleet trilogy. Um, and the first two books are included with Audible. Third one you've got to pay for, obviously. Um, so they get you. Yeah. And they got me. So I ended up getting the third one when my Audible credit came in. And really wish I hadn't. <laughs> because first two, quite good fun. Third one, just this unnecessary, like, weird kind of, oh, and then they fell in love because <laughs> you've got to put romance. Like, no. like you have a smooch. Yeah, there was no need for that. Like they were quite happy. Like it, it because what annoyed me is they written it quite well. Where the um, like it was, uh, there was a, a number of um, female uh, characters in it that were quite high up. They were captains of ships themselves, or XOs or whatever. And it it wasn't written in a way where it was like, and she was a woman, <laughs> and she still managed to do this. It was just like. Yes, and this person does this, and it, like, it, and I was really impressed. I was like, "This is really good writing. Like, it's not like being a dick about it or anything like that." And then it was just like, "Oh, but then she fell in love with him because he was a man and he was saving the day." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, you've ruined it. She was such a good character." But uh, yeah, sorry, Brett, you go. Well, one thing before we get too far along into the discussion of media and story writing. Steve is the best character in Stranger Things. Just every, yeah, everybody oh God, else yes. needs to agree with that. Steve's the best yeah, character. Correct. Because he's just normal guy who's like, I guess we have to deal with this shit yeah. now. So, but he's he's a very realistic character, and they're not shoving a bunch of nonsense into his arc. So here's could, here's just, what I'm going to present. God, fuck just off, very, Steve. Go ahead. Very quickly. Uh, so there was a, uh, a meme that was going around, and it was like, idea for a new show, Steve and Robin just getting a like a summer job every year like every, each season they get a different summer job get involved in like weird random shenanigans and and like the end of every season they get fired and that's the entire premise of it <laughs> it's just those two dealing with all the shit because they're the best fucking couple and it's oh that's like the energy they have on ca- on camera is fucking brilliant and i would watch the shit out of that i'd probably watch the shit out of that too yeah we um so i've had a couple of these discussions actually <clears throat> recently about media that's being watched right now. Um, I haven't watched the new Resident Evil show because it just came out the other day. Is it out? Yeah, yeah it's been out for oh, like nice. two weeks. No, not the, not the film that came out. Uh, oh, no, the, yeah, the show's, series. show's been out for a while. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only thing I did was <clears throat> I looked up a little bit because I wasn't even sure if I was going to watch it or not. Uh, it was just a bunch of faff about... <laughs> There's a lot of people that are really upset that they, they like only cast people of color as the main cast. And, you know, genders and who chose to be what character and what they're changing about the original story. I'm like, is anybody going to recall the fact that the Resident Evil movies with Mila had nothing to do with the games that you're all <laughs> wanting them to reference all the time? Like, Raccoon City and Umbrella were the only two things that, you know, continued yeah. through that story. But they just did whatever the fuck they want. So, with the discussions I've had with people recently, what I've become very aware of is the fact that, yeah, we're all getting older, and we're all very analytical people who are just, like, media shoved in front of us all the time. But I don't remember having talks and stuff like this when I was younger, or even overhearing talks with parents or older folks when I was younger. It was like everybody went to the movies to just enjoy the experience of going to the movies. Mm. 
And then no one ever talked about him afterwards because it was like, yeah, we did a thing for an hour and a half. Yeah. Wasn't that neat. And now I know we've made comments and we are not the only people to do so, but the fucking internet just wants to rip on everything all the time because it's easier just to like be condescending and voice your opinion all over the place. Yeah. What I like to look at is like, what are the new things people are doing? What are, what are people that are, um, creating new ideas, right? We've seen the same story arcs all the time. It's why, Steve, you can get really upset where maybe it's a well-written story and then by the end of it, there's a love romance, <clears throat> yeah. something injected into it because they're like, this is for successful shows. This is what we have to do. Otherwise, people will be upset. And who was it? Who were they talking about? Oh, was listening to a guy actually talk about the Animorphs books. Did you guys read those <laughs> when you were younger? I didn't, but I know of them, yeah. Okay, Animorphs books. If you were a mid-80s or 90s kid or whatever, you would have known about these books. And there was a huge story arc, and there were multiple books about these kids that could turn into animals. And it was just tween fiction. And by the end of it, there's, spoiler alert, it kind of leaves on a cliffhanger and goes kind of terrible. Yeah. There's there's no, like, clean wrap-up and pretty little bow that everything gets tied up with. It actually ends with kind of an assumption that some more bad stuff's going to happen because it, it's this big war that happens, and it's like war is dirty and it's not good. Everybody went crazy back then, but it was still the time of letters and AOL, so it was yeah. basically just a fun, bunch of fan mail went to the author that was, like, people really unhappy. But how could you not tie up the love story between Tobias and who and blah, blah, blah. And the author actually came back and was like, for any of you that maybe haven't experienced it or aren't going to be aware of it, uh, war rarely ends with a winner and parades um, and like people being happy for the rest of their life. She was like, yeah, so I ended the book in a more realistic way where stuff is dirty and messy and people have died and it's how reality is for a very fictional thing. So yeah. thanks for reading all of my books, but also maybe you could, you guys should realize that it's not always going to end up happy. Yeah. And it was Animorphs back in the 90s. <laughs> and that made me really happy. Like amidst all this crap that's going on with new media and all these people producing shows over and over again, my childhood books that I used to read, even then yeah. there was a person just going, fuck all y'all. Y'all yeah. read my See, books. Y'all liked them. That's the thing, like, I, I love it when you get a film where the bad guy wins or the hero dies or whatever. Like, Name one. The, uh, I, I can't name shit off the top of my head. Don't fucking do this to me. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, because there was... I, I, I can't put too many spoilers in, in there because some people might not have seen it. But when... Deep uh, impact. Top, <laughs> when uh, Top Gun came out, there was a couple of times where it was like... They, they could have ended it there and it would have been really good or they could have done Wait, this the new top really gun good. yeah spoil and, uh, the fuck out of it there's no way that movie's good come on what it's fucking brilliant it yes it don't you can pull that face as much as you want it's fucking it's it is exactly what you expect it to be it is a fucking it's an a action film it's sequel a, to a movie i didn't like the first one of how did you not like top gun fuck uh, I like my Val Kilmer like I like my real genius, and I'll keep it that way. <laughs> what? In Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, like, 
I I love it when they when they do that. But it, it yeah, it it's it's not done as much. And there's there's a whole thing about studios uh, rehashing the same ideas, like you like you were saying about in the pre-show about the fact that you know Star Wars and Marvel have both got the next six, seven, eight, ten years of of films planned out because they know do X make X money, do X make X money, like and just copy and repeat. Um, that's why it's good having studios out there that are willing to take on more um, uh, out there kind of projects. Like, uh, is it in A24 or something like that? That um, The so production I'm gonna, company? I'm going to close that because I keep getting distracted by <laughs> Animorphs covers. Um, the production company? Yes. Uh, the, uh, Cinefix did the video on the other day. But like, there's, there's a bunch of... of of companies out there that specialize in making things that are a little bit left field that's what film four was um back in the day like it it's about films that aren't necessarily mainstream that kind of subvert your expectations and i really like that in film but i think going back to what you were saying about uh like the outcry on the internet nowadays and people like everyone wants to voice their opinion and it, a lot of it is just because we we've got the internet and we've got that ability to be able to put our thoughts out there and everyone thinks that their thoughts are really important and everyone thinks that their thoughts matter that's why pretty much every white guy in his 30s and 40s has a podcast I'm not 40 and <laughs> hey seven Asterisk. just to interject seven is one of the best bad guy wins movies just asterisk mm. um yes there's the internet and people think they've got an opinion and everyone wants to voice and stuff but the fucking bar has been raised. <laughs> yeah. Since we were kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think people now have a right to comment on things because people's um, sort of attitudes are a little bit more sophisticated. People know shit when they yeah. see it. And, you know, there's still mainstream crap for the masses and, you know, cheesy Hollywood bullshit. But mm-hmm. things like shows, things like, you know, music production is a lot more sophisticated now and yeah there are a lot of people you know it's like it's like anything like you you look at any athlete or any sports man yeah. or woman versus 30 years ago and they'll just destroy them you know everything has evolved everything has gotten better techniques have gotten better um tools have gotten better skills have gotten better production values have gotten better so people can worry less about oh lawnmower man looks a bit shit because the graphics you know it's unwatchable <laughs> let's actually yeah. make it let's make an interesting story instead let's have a really compelling character arc in this tv series yeah instead of oh i can't wait till they say the catchphrase again every week in the fashion <laughs> that just shit just wouldn't wash anymore no it's true people but were too like, busy watching the wire and that was 15 20 years ago the wire yeah yeah but that, that, that's the thing is like because i i still quite like going back and, and re-watching very very old shows and it's interesting seeing which ones hold up like i know i talked about it the other day about um uh farscape and mm. the fact that like even now because they're using practical effects yeah well, majority of it's practical effects like it was really good mm. but it is it's really jerking when they take when they, you see like something that's cgi and it's bad like <laughs> early 2000s that's why red is, is timeless because yeah. everything was just filmed in a on a sound stage with yeah. with props and yeah. it doesn't matter. And, it was yeah, about the it, character development and the and the beauty of it is, is like even if those props are tacky and shit, because mm. they're real, yeah. it it adds to the kind of the charm, mm. and it just looks like oh, they've just got a bit of a shit prop rather than oh, that's really jarring and like uncanny valley. 
but it's it's funny you say about like the the like improvements of stuff because uh we were watching um uh friend came around the other night and we watched uh hustle the adam sandler movie on i know i was very dubious when he said this uh but it's it's not a comedy it's a sports movie basically um and it's uh about adam sandler being a uh scout finding this uh basketball player in spain bringing him over to the u.s and basically then becoming his coach um genuinely enjoyed it it's it's not one that i would be like oh you've got to go out and watch it but it was it was good enough for a sports movie um but there was a couple scenes in that where like they, they showed obviously training montages you remember like the rocky training montage it's like i'm gonna run up some steps and i'm gonna punch up some cow carcasses like the <laughs> the training montage now and seeing like the way that they use technology and the way that they use like these light up things and all this and the fact that like they gamify it as well and it's it's not just training the physicality of the mm. sport it's training the mentality of the sport and how insanely fucking on it top athletes have to be nowadays yeah. it's it's mad and like you say that's that's going to cross everything like the the bar has been raised for pretty much everything so yeah i think it's that whole thing of like oh everyone thinks they're a critic but people nowadays know so much more about yeah. films cinematography storytelling everything else than they did like 20 30 years ago same as going out for a meal like yeah 30 years ago there was the italian restaurant and the indian restaurant and that was yeah. it and they were probably both shit yeah now people are demanding specific ways that their coffee is brewed because they know better yeah and it it is good it's just it also means we have to put up with people being judgmental yeah because because the standards have been raised yeah but i think maybe that's that's the whole thing about um like it's yeah because i mean we could go into that's a very cool scrunchie uh is that marge no it's a little troll with tattoos oh okay it looked like marge simpson for a second um but yeah like the there's the whole thing about like gatekeeping like oh well if you don't know this about it then you can't you can't be part of our club and like that i don't like but i do like the fact that like you say like the vast majority of people have a much better understanding of everything and it's it's that whole thing of a little bit of knowledge is is dangerous because to bring it back into somewhat maker related like the amount of people that will be like um well actually i think you should make that out of damascus or i think you should make that out of baltic birch and not that and like there is a tendency for people to hear a little bit of information and then assume that they have all of knowledge um but i think again that that, that's that's it's a management thing and you just kind of manage people's expectations with it um and if you're able to educate rather than judge i think that's that's only a good thing like i mean yeah some people are always going to be dickheads and you are occasionally going to need to say shut the fuck up and get back in your box but the vast majority of the time like it's an opportunity to engage with someone and and have a good discussion and be able to to educate them um and i think like that's something that all of us quite enjoy is being able to be and i don't just mean us as in the three of us i mean all of us within the community we all we all like being able to talk about the things that we're passionate about um, and if you can do that and help someone else gain some knowledge, I think that's fucking great. I agree with that. I, I think this idea that everybody's become more educated because of the information available um, 
you're right. That That's something you should kind of give credit to, I guess, culture as a whole. I mean, 20 years ago, if you were talking about green screen with somebody that didn't really understand <laughs> production effects, you know, like we were learning it like in, Lucas. yeah, in After <laughs> Effects. <laughs> if I was talking to George Lucas about green screens, <clears throat> he'd be at a loss. When we were I'm using After Effects and learning a lot of stuff about color keying, we were having discussions all the time about how blue screen and green screen worked and how to yeah. light it and all these things. But if I talked to, I don't know, my parents about what I was doing, they're just kind of like, oh, that's how they do the thing. Yeah. They'd never really give it into consideration because it doesn't need to be. Like It's not a part of their day-to-day. No big deal. But well, now... Go ahead. You, you, I was going to say, because like, like green screen is a perfect example because now people have access to do that themselves as well. Like, oh yeah, and there's there's uh, iPhone filters and stuff like that yeah. that will change your background even without a green screen. They've written AI yeah. to like delete your background. It's yeah. pretty nuts how that works. But um, I'm I'm having trouble thinking of the term right now, and I'm sorry to just be confusing on the podcast. But I have heard a a few very solid production terms or video production or, or movie production terms thrown around colloquially colloquially now like everybody knows this terminology i feel like practical effects is one of them where people go oh it looks better because it's practical no no not trying to sound shitty to you steve but it's like people now have context for why they liked the thing and they've become more educated on it so now they know the terminology to refer to the thing that they like but i've heard other aspects of that too uh people saying the terms visual effects you know or yeah or cgi it's just cgi See, everything back in the day used to be like, well, the CGI is not good. You're like, well, CGI is not really referring to the thing that you're talking about, but I understand where you're going. Now, I feel like because people have been more educated and to go along with this whole raising the bar, storylines, character arcs, we pay more attention to these kind of things. And, And like Steve's trying to do, you pull it back into the maker world. I think this is why I always tried to really care about the videos that I produced. And it's been years since we've talked about specific videos that any three of us have made. But, you know, Steve, when you were doing the Forge videos, it was, you were telling this beautiful story and you had great visuals attached to it, but there was a story behind it. You didn't have to develop any characters, but you, you three were all characters and we got to meet you in person. Al, weird shit that we were doing all the time and you making the suit of armor and like every now and then you play off the the matrix one that you did you know you're like nah still don't got it you were building a character you were telling a short story while you were building things now i don't think we're the only ones that look at whether people are making their own content i think everybody's able to recognize a good story or a decent character or they might not be able to dial in exactly what all the flaws are, but they know something's wrong. I feel like I've heard just as many people complaining about aspects of Stranger Things this season that I have people praising it, you know, and saying, oh, but I really like how they did the bodysuit for the bad guy and how he's actually practical effect. And you're like, well, we, yeah, but I mean, I'm still not really happy about the one thing they did and then this part and then this character and the blah. And it, I, I like that people are able to have these longer-winded discussions using terminology that really keys in on what they don't like. But um, again, it turns everybody into an expert. 
It's when the but, photography thing took over and people were like, everyone's yeah, I do photography. And you're like, everybody's got a phone. I get it. Oh, no, I mean, I, mean I, no, I, <laughs> I, I literally experienced this at work, like working on a project recently with a photographer that we didn't get to choose. The client chose them and they're yeah. just, they're just not good enough. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a professional photographer, but they're not by any stretch of the imagination up to standard and have any knowledge about what they're doing. Yeah. Or the subject matter. And it's like, how have you become, how are you an established professional and you don't know what you're doing? And it's because, to your point, Brett, someone is a- able to go to a shop and buy a camera and yeah. all of a sudden they're a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like that. I don't think that's how it works. Um, so I, I kind of embrace this, um, I don't want to say trolling, but like I, I actually get quite a lot out of it, whether, whether it's engaging in, the, the the bait and the you know don't bite and and answering back and stuff or watching Jess engage with a troll or something like that. I think there's it, it's more valuable than I think people give it credit for, um, and a lot of it is we've we've talked about in this past where a lot of it is people just um, talking in the wrong tone, mm. or you know misreading a comment or you know misinterpreting how to interact with strangers <laughs> through a keyboard. Um, but the fact that someone has enough knowledge to engage with someone and say, actually, I th- I'm going to challenge what you're doing. Yeah. Even though I don't know you, I've maybe missed the point entirely and I didn't realize this was supposed to be a spoof, but I'm going to engage anyway. Um, I think there's merit in that. And I think we've yeah. all gotten too quick to just instantly react and go, no, no, you're a troll. Boo, you're a troll. You're the bad guy. It's like, no, actually, this is debate. Yeah. Whether you like it there- or not. There is a huge, like, because it's one of my pet peeves when people go, oh, I'm getting trolled. Like, no, you're not. Someone's, that's that's constructive criticism yeah, yeah, yeah. or that's that's a genuine question. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And people get way too defensive, far too quickly. Like, yeah. oh, they, yeah, if you don't like it, fucking press yeah. mute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, actually. He's just telling on. you that your levels are off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hang, on. And, hang on. And I do think, like, there is a responsibility to, if you see someone that's that's putting out, false shitty bad information or whatever that you, you kind of have a, a an obligation to, to say actually yes I don't think so, that's quite so right. obligation right and i always i always come back to this analogy it's the restaurant thing if mm. you don't tell the people in the restaurant that the food is shit they might not yeah. know yeah <laughs> and they will continue to serve shit food yeah it's so a, it's in it's, their interest to tell them that the food is shit you're not being an arsehole I, I remember uh, working on um, working in a pub once, and I came onto the bar after um, like about twelve hours after the lines had been cleaned, and um, one of the regulars had his pint, poured it out for him, gave it to him, and all that. Next guy comes along, poured a pint, gave it to him, and um, the guy was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Like, "Oh something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. This is this is shit." I was like, "What are you talking about? Like he's." Like halfway through, here's what you the fuck are you worried about. Poured a little bit for myself, tried it. Yeah, there was still fucking line cleaner yeah, yeah. in the lines because they the guy that had done the line clean hadn't done it properly. So I was like, fuck, got rid of that. Took the other guys off of him, like sorted it all out, got it, like ran it through, got it nice and clear. Put the uh, beer back on and poured a couple of pints out. Said to the first guy, like, why the fuck didn't you say anything? Like you're gonna shit through the eye of a needle when you go later. He's like, well, I didn't want to make a fuss. I'm like, you're not making a fuss. You're yeah. drinking poison, you dickhead. 
Like, yeah, I, yeah, I think. But again, it's it's about how you approach that situation. If the guy, like the the guy that said it, if he'd just thrown the pint in my face and gone, "You're a cunt," then I might not have taken that quite so well. But saying I think something's wrong here, I think is fine. <laughs> the it's definitely a lot easier on a one to one. Uh, conversational scale the way i'm thinking about this is a statement was made by a friend of mine a while ago that was um why do shitty people continue doing shitty things it's because people let them get away with it or they continue to get away with it right so i think we've even mentioned it a couple of times on here reference it where the people that were involved in the star wars movies where you like them or not you know it's like how did how did people just let this happen? You know, all these production folks and all the people that worked on these movies with Jar Jar in them. No one questioned George Lucas. I mean, you got to put yourself in that same situation. The guy's basically crapping gold and then comes out and says, we're making this movie. You either would have gotten fired if you would have stood up against it, or I, I doubt it would have gone well if you would have challenged or questioned anything that was going on. Yeah. The same kind of stuff that happens in, you know, the people that make things world yeah you get your judgments cast or your opinions shared whether they're valuable or not but half the time i feel like some of these things are coming from people where like no one will ever challenge no one will ever step in front because too many numbers too many popularity too many whatever (laughs) and if you're the guy that comes in and goes i i just just wondering if maybe that is the right thing like you're drinking poison right now and they go oh (laughs) fuck you like i make lots of money and do good things and have lots of subscribers (laughs) okay you're you're either gonna be like the horde mentality is gonna come down against you or they delete your comment and it doesn't really matter or they get upset with you but very rarely if you have to push through all of that to get to a I just want to have a healthy discussion or ask a question. Like it's kind of impossible yeah. to do. No one, yeah. no one. I highly doubt in the production companies, thousands of people with ILM and all the other people involved in the original st- or in the prequels. If there was one intern that actually had the guts to walk up and just go, "Hey, I just had a question about this one scene. Like, did we really need to change Jabba into a digital version and then have this thing with Han Solo happen in front of the Millennium Falcon?" I wonder if there was anybody that did that. I've never heard that story. I'd love to because I'd want to know how it turned out. But I wonder if in that moment, if George Lucas had been like, hey, thanks for privately bringing this to me. And you know what? Now that I've given it a second thought, let's not do that. No. Uh, If if, Steve, you'll probably agree with me. If my workplace is anything to go by, a hundred people will have said, this is a really bad idea. You know what happened last time we did this. Why do you want to do it again? Yeah. And the narcissist at the head of the decision making <laughs> careening <Yeah>. train says <laughs> it's my fucking film i'm yeah. going to have weird tiny worm jar jar in this scene for some reason yeah and it, it that's that's very true and it's it's not always uh, that one but the, th- the other thing is, is it's not necessarily just the person in charge that you are putting that information out there for like if some like again going back to the maker community it might be a case of someone's put out a a video of this is how to do the best 
dovetail joint. And you know, you weld might, it. Yeah. You might comment on that saying, well, actually, maybe you could do it like this, or so and so has done it like this, and it's it's good for these reasons, or whatever. Like, and it might be someone going to watch the video that sees that and goes, oh, I want to expand my knowledge. I will look into this. Because, you know, it, it might be a case of the person that put the video out either A, isn't going to see it, or B, doesn't give a shit. They've made the video. They don't care. Um, and I think even with regards to like film and restaurants and stuff like that, like you put a, um, uh, a I mean, I was going to like say maybe you could put something on TripAdvisor and people would see that and think, but the majority of fucking like shitty reviews on TripAdvisor from people going, oh, I went in and I didn't like what they did. So I ordered avocado and I don't like avocado. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> honestly, people are such twats. But if you can like, you can get through the shit where it's just people being dickheads. Like it might be a case of someone saying, just, you know, if you're going to order the super hot uh, chicken wings, they are actually really hot. Like I know everyone says, Oh, we're going to get, Oh, careful. They're a bit spicy. But these ones are actually like you will be keeping your toilet roll in the freezer for the next week, sort of thing. Like it's having that um, that kind of honest, impartial point of view. I think is quite important, and that's something something where I think like not necessarily comment sections, but like that that's where putting your opinion out there can be helpful. Is if you do have a genuinely uh, impartial or objective. Um, point of view that you think might be useful for someone else it's mm-hmm. just like i say you it sort of gets lost in the noise mm-hmm. that's a good point that last little bit is what i was going to key in on um if if you're trying to do something constructive or or maybe like question whatever's going on a video that you're watching that has millions and millions of views and the channel has millions of subscribers whatever i feel like it's a really difficult problem to solve I, mean, I don't know if you would even call it a problem but it's like you want to be able to have that direct communication with somebody but obviously there's a massive separation not only because they're just on the other side of youtube but there's yeah. so many there's so much noise involved that it's hard to get there so if you start to scale this down a little bit where you know al brings up the example of within his company maybe not being able to have a direct communication that ends well because even if you have a hundred people all agreeing that the person's still going to go no i do it my way but do you guys have any thoughts or advice on i don't want to go back into what we talked about last week with constructive criticism but put yourself in a room with somebody who you you know and you have legitimate information or data to be able to present to that person to say, I have, I have thoughts and I think you should maybe change the thing that you're doing. And here's why, like I can present evidence, make an argument. How do you handle a situation like that? And how do you maybe get through the noise? You know, if, if you're on Instagram, YouTube or in an office, doesn't really matter. I, I like to think about it when I go to, uh, like flea markets and antique stores and stuff like that, when the person tries to sell me a tool that I know 100% isn't worth their, what they're asking for it. And it's kind of like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm not trying to be demeaning to you, and I don't want to say this in front of a bunch of other people, but what you have is not special. But I like it, and I want to give you like $5 for it, but you tell me that it's $300. And it always ends up being taken, taken very personal of like, you don't see the value like I do. I'm like, no, 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 I do. 
I do. I see the value, but it is not monetarily as valuable as you think it is. And there's this weird way that I have to feel like I have to navigate those conversations in such a way to not be mean to them and tell them that they don't know any better. Um, And usually there's more people around. So if you do that in front of the other people, it's extremely demeaning and and kind of petty. Yeah. So this, you remember earlier on when we were talking about like what we were going to talk about and I said diplomacy. Well, gents, here we are. Uh, Yeah, it's all about diplomacy and it's not, there is no silver bullet. There is no, like, if you do X, this is always going to go well. Um, it depends entirely on the person, on the situation, on, again, like you were talking about earlier, on context, um, for how people approach stuff. Like, that example that you said about the flea market, like, if you go up to someone and say, well, I really like this thing and I will definitely use it, but I think it's only worth five bucks, not 400, they are going to, because of the context, they are going to look at that and go, well, they're just trying to get me to give it to them cheaper. Fuck that guy. Whereas if, like, completely different context, if you're going up to them and they're going to take it to market and they're just labeling it up and you say, by the way, that thing probably only work, worth five bucks. If you put 400 on it, nobody's going to buy it. Then they might be like, oh, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Like, it's that, that context matters for that information you're trying to get across. Same as if you're in, um, if you're in like a, a class situation, for example, um, and the teacher's, uh, showing you how to do a dovetail. I don't know why I keep going to dovetail joints, but it's because it's the only woodworking thing I know. Um, and I don't even know how to do it. I just know the term. Uh, and the teacher's trying to show you how, show everyone how to do a dovetail joint. And you actually know that actually, if you cut it like this, it's going to be a little bit better. If you put your hand up and say, uh, actually, I think you need to do it like this because I think that's better. Uh, the teacher's going to look around and be like, mm, you're just an annoying know-it-all dickhead and I'm just trying to show you how to do this thing. Like it's, that context whereas if you go up to the teacher afterwards and say actually i always thought maybe you could do it like like if you do it like this it, it's a bit better then there's less um there's, there's gonna be less friction there and they're gonna take it in a much better way um so yeah i like there is no as as with everything and as we always get to at this point of the show there is no black and white it's all fucking gray and it's all variances and you know like it's it's like the the animorph thing where it's it's neither a full human nor a weird bear thing sometimes you're the you're the shape sometimes you're the starfish in between and that is spiffing Al, have you got an order? Kidness, yeah, it's sab. Sab, which means I am first, and I am going to spiff the James Webb Space Telescope because it's fucking cool, and we've got the pictures, and they're fucking cool, and I'm excited. That's it. Yeah, Uh, which means Al, you're uh, yeah. If you haven't looked at the pictures, go and look at the pictures. They're fucking amazing. We can see 13 billion years into the past and gravitational lensing. Uh, Al, go. Um, I'm going to spiff something that undoes many a rant that Brett and I have had over the years. Um, and it's a, it, it's actually a rant I had at work 
as a presentation rant mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago about um, automobile design and how fucking terrible it is and how everything just looks like a bar of soap. Um, there's no character or personality in cars anymore. There's no iconic silhouettes. Um, every, all cars look the same. All cars are SUVs and all cars are boring. Um, and even now to the point where car brand logos and identities are becoming diminutive and reduct- reductive and becoming yeah. meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the lowest common denominator with everything. Unless you're Hyundai. Um, and if you haven't seen the Hyundai N74, N Vision 74, oh, fuck me. Uh, looks like a DeLorean. Well, obviously you know why it looks like a DeLorean, Steve. Yeah. Um, because it's oh. a it's a Giorgetto Gijaro, uh design house car, as are oh. most amazing looking cars, from the Volkswagen Sirocco to the DeLorean to the yeah. Lancia Delta Integrale. Hey. Yes. Um, all good cars that look good are designed by the same man. Um, <laughs> Even Suzuki carries. Uh, he designed them. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, I fucking love them. Yes. So Hyundai came out with a concept car, and it was also a hydrogen cell car for all those out there who were kind of nice. bored of the uh, kind of lack of progress in electric vehicles, um, and with hydrogen being actually the the genuine solution to, to yeah. the crisis. <laughs> um, so they've made a hydrogen fuel cell concept car. And it's based on the Hyundai Pony from 1974, which is yeah. also beautiful and also designed by Giorgetto. Um, and it's just incredible. And it's beautiful. And they need to make just make cars like that. Don't make concept cars. Yeah. Do a yeah. fucking Cybertruck and make the car look like that. Um, because yeah, see, the Cybertruck, I didn't like. This, I fucking love. This is gorgeous. I mean, the, but the weird thing is it's, it's, it's kind of to, to, to garner interest around the launch of the new Hyundai Ionic or whatever it is. Yeah. Which just looks like a bubble and looks like an, yeah. a shitty squashed like Citroen Zara Picasso from 2005. Yeah. yeah, oddly enough, I was looking at electric trucks just to see what was coming down the pipe. Yeah. Anything that wasn't the Cybertruck. Yeah. They're all four doors. There yeah. isn't one available that's a two-door work truck like mine but in electric. Yeah. Everything's got four doors and it's huge and has a yeah. small bed on it. I'm like, what? Where's the where's Happened? the electric where's the electric utes? That's what we need. Yeah. Electric utes. Yes. Um yes, yeah, so I am again spiffing the same car design that I always spiff, but specifically Hyundai for saying, Fuck you, car design. This is what it should look like when you make a new car. I, I'm genuinely upset that this isn't actually a car. Steve, the amount of sort of press this has got in a very short time. It wouldn't surprise me if they somehow make this into some sort of production model because yeah. it's incredible. It's fucking gorgeous. That's pretty great. Yeah, good. Very, very good shout. I'm going to... I I, want it. it. It's almost... Mm, I'm, I'm going to stop, otherwise I'm just going to go off on rants about how gorgeous that car is. Um, Brett, what about you? Who, what, who, what are you going to spiff? Yeah, so I stumbled upon... A very interesting YouTube channel the other day that is not small by any means, but never heard of it, never seen anything from them before. But 
as far as I've gathered from the information available, uh, it's like a farm, like a really quaint farm in Azerbaijan. And it's a husband and wife, and they build stuff and mostly make food. I This clearly got suggested to me because I was looking at different foreign foods and how they were made and looking at videos recently. Um, just doing some exploration on foodstuffs. And this channel pops up, and like every single one of their videos is, uh, if you're into ASMR, it'll hit for you guys. If you're into just like really nice B-roll and storytelling, there's a little bit of like ingredients being shown on the screen. You know, if you turn your captions on, but there's no real talking. They're just showing you how they make things, and then if you wanted to, you could go look up that recipe. So you have this like delightful reference video with the the wife making the thing and usually it just cuts the shots of like their cats or <laughs> the animals in the background or her husband chopping a tree and it just cuts back and forth and they're they're really well produced at least the ones that i watched recently and i i don't know just like completely out of nowhere gets suggested to me and it's a gigantic channel that's clearly been doing well for a long time but it's called Country Life Vlog. That's the other funny thing about it. I think they changed the name at some point because you can search and I think it's like the wife's name shows up. But when you click on it, it's this Country Life yes. Vlog channel. So anyway, it's just really delightful and it's something so different. Like The production value is great. Uh, cinematography, if you want to call it that. But there's just no bells and whistles. It's just delightfully shot something you'd see on like a weekend public access show except for filmed way higher quality and the food they make looks amazing I they say, built a giant clay oven lava looks incredible dude and she has i watched enough videos she has a very specific way that she likes to finger press the breads and pastries that she makes and it's like her own little marking that she puts on it <laughs> and those oh it's a delightful channel i i have no idea if people are gonna like it or if they've ever heard of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. Give it a look-see. Most of it is food, but they do make stuff and build things. And I love how the, the header on the YouTube channel is just her cut out in front of Bag End. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that is the great. Shire repeated three times. Um, and a bunch of animals. That's the silly part about it. I clicked on this channel page and was like, Really? And then I looked at the subscriber count, and then I looked at the video view counts, and I was like, oh my god. And then go and watch the giant mud oven, and then she makes bread yeah. after they're done making the oven. It's a build video. It's 100% a build video that any of us would see in our general maker community stuff, except for there's no talking, and they just build it, and then she makes this beautiful thing of bread, and she just turned her husband build an oven. It's awesome. And there's lots of cats there's always Chickens, cats. cockerels. Yes. Yeah, lots Go of cats. Go check it out. I'm putting it in the show notes. Delightful channel. Oh. I want I want beef pilaf cooked. I was just looking pot. at that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Al, oh. there is some there's some serious, serious Whole chicken on iron pipes. Here. Have you seen like there's like forty chickens there? That looks amazing. Uh when they did the they they do a tandoori oven build and then first round of cooking in it. Uh, what it's, the f- oh. Okay, there's there's one... Ah, fuck, I've lost it. 
There's one here that's... I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but Sh- Shaka Pila? Mr. Loverman! <laughs> Shaba! Uh, the king dish of Azerbaijani cuisine, if you can see the thumbnail, it just looks like... It's almost like a giant pie made of pizza that they've cut open with all of the cheese falling out it looks fucking incredible oh i'm very hungry right now um yeah good shout uh thank you for ruining my life because i'm gonna eat all of this food and get rid of it's so quiet and delightful it's like watching a bob ross (laughs) cooking video except for even there's no talking yeah i don't know yeah this this is a this is a gem of a find i think um Right. Oh no! It's 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 a it's a pie filled with with pilaf. It's a pilaf. Hey. Oh no way! Yeah. Are you watching the video now? Yeah. The shik the the shak pilaf, the king dish of Azerbaijani cuisine. <laughs> it looks fucking amazing. It's literally a pie filled with rice. That's fucking incredible. It's just carbs in carbs. Oh. Um. Uh. Is there any other business? I just want to throw it out there. If anybody has netflix and wants to give a new what i'm going to say unique show a watch try that um it's called extraordinary attorney woo again like i don't know enough about the like community around autism and how it's shown in media it's clearly out of a lot of opinions flying around but they're doing some really unique things just in the story writing and some of the production stuff they do. There's actually CGI or like visual effects going on within this very realistic story that they're doing because it's meant to... You remember how they did it with Harley Quinn and the stupid Suicide Squad where she, mm. she sees things different than we all do? Yeah. Well, this is a little bit more tasteful and kind of delightful. And I don't know. It's like totally sucked me in now. As a show, I probably would have never sought out. But if anybody's got Netflix or has access to it, give it a watch. I don't know. Maybe you'll form your own opinions. And whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I'm still sussing that out on my own. But I think it's a pretty unique show. Good. Something new. Something new. Change your brain around a little bit. Sorry, I was saying how good that was. I got distracted by the pilaf pie. And then got cramp in my leg. Fuck. Um... I love how organised the endings to all our shows are. Um, I have one bit of AOB, but I can't remember the name of the show. But uh, Andy, blacksmith Andy, Andy McKenzie, is going to be on a BBC One show where he he is is blacksmithing. And I will find the name of the show for next week because I don't think it's out for another month. Maybe. I think it's next month it comes out. I don't know. Made to Um, market, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, so I, I've just paused the video where they're spooning everything out of the pie and it's so fucking distracting. Um, that's it. Did you have any, 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 any AOB, Al? No. Cool. Uh, in which case, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social pl- media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Pipon! There we go. Uh, I thought you were going to try and do some kind of Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan! 
if you find us as a group, we are FWT Podcast or Falls with Tools. Um, yeah. So until next week, I'm going to go and spend my entire week watching this channel that Brett's made because it's fucking del- Brett's made. Brett didn't well make done, Brett. Because <laughs> uh, this looks fucking amazing. Um, yeah. We love you and we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.